and welcome to Be Still Be Free. My name is Amber Miller, and I'm here today with Monica Steely and Sarah Godey. We are in the middle of our series, Be Enough. This is the first series that we are doing about women of the Bible. Yes. And um, it's been going great. We stopped, We talked about Eve now, um, mm-hmm. and now we are going to move on to our second woman of the Bible, mm-hmm. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. And uh, Monica is going to lead our discussion on Elizabeth today. Monica, what can you yes. tell us about her? Well, um, so last week with Eve, we kind of talked about, like, um, don't compare yourself to God. Be enough with who you are. Don't compare yourself to God. And with Elizabeth, kind of the broad strokes of what I'm going to be talking about is don't compare yourself to others. Mm. Um, Be enough with who you are. So I wanted to give kind of just some brief background first. Okay, so Elizabeth, she um, was married to Zachariah, and she is the mother of John the Baptist. She was a daughter from the line of Aaron. So in the Old Testament, um, Aaron, she comes from that lineage. So she is of a priestly heritage. And her husband is a priest. So she's got a very um, spiritual, religious history of richness with this priestly line. So Aaron as in Moses' brother, Aaron? Correct. Okay, that is correct. Mm. Or Aaron, as I like to Aaron. call him. Um, she is um, the cousin of Mary, the mother of Jesus, which means that she is kind of like second cousin aunt Mm -hmm. kind of figure to Jesus, which I think is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So the basic outline of the story of Elizabeth in Luke is that Elizabeth and her husband, he's sometimes called Zacharias, sometimes Zacharias. I lean towards Zacharias because that was what my translation of the Bible has. Um, They were very old, probably in their 60s is what they're assuming. So, you know, she's well past childbirth, probably even ended menopause, like that far gone in her womanhood. Um, They were both very righteous before the Lord. It says in the Bible that they walked blameless in all the commandments of the Lord. Um, She was a woman of unusual piety, strong faith, and spiritual gifts because of her lineage. The scripture points out she was barren. Um, Her husband one day, since he was a priest, um, the priests of the temple had all cast lots. And he had won the casting of the lots to go into the inner sanctum of the temple to do the priestly Sabbath stuff. I'm not going to get too hung mm-hmm. up on all of the details of that. Um, but it was kind of a once in a lifetime thing. So he goes in to do his thing. Gabriel, like the angel visits him and is like, your wife is going to become pregnant. Um, you know, he, his name is going to be John. And she's, he, he just kind of freaks out and is like, I don't understand. Um, and so the angel gets very upset and says, you know, you were not going to be able to speak until the fulfillment of this happens. So obviously he goes home when all of his duties are over and somehow pantomimes and scratches out in the dirt this whole story to Elizabeth to tell her about it. Yeah. Um, and then a few, it says that he were, when after that happened, a few days later she conceives, which must have been a fun couple days. Yeah, I mean, if, right. You know, hey, we're going we're gonna to have a chicken. Wow, wow, wow. And so she conceives. Oh, that's why you wanted to study oh, anything that I can talk about. That. So she sp- she gets pregnant, but then she spends five months in solitude. So she stays in her home and does not go out in public for five months. That's crazy, isn't it? And then around her sixth month, Mary comes knocking at her door. And um, instantly, she's aware that Mary is pregnant. Yeah. Does not have a way that she would have known that. Because it's not like Mary could have sent her a text when right, they went right. through her situation of like, oh my gosh, guess what? I'm pregnant, Elizabeth. <laughs> right, oh my gosh, right. me too. Sent the pigeon. Right. <laughs> you know? So Mary shows up 
in an instant, Elizabeth knows that she's pregnant, but also knows instantly that Mary is carrying the Messiah in wow. her womb. Um, and then for the next three months, Mary stays at her house with yeah, her. Yeah. So, okay. So that is the back, that is the story. That is the background. So can I, I, can I give a little really yeah. cool thing here? And maybe we'll touch on this. I don't know, but you know, what's really neat about this is that, so John, who's going to be John the Baptist mm-hmm. and Jesus, right. Are in utero yep. and their moms are hanging out. Yep. But John and Jesus did not meet in life until he baptized Jesus. Isn't, that is crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. He even leaped, right? He leaped. Leapt with joy. Leapt with joy as in Mary entered in mm-hmm. the womb, but they did not meet. But John knew immediately who he was. Knew immediately who he was. Mm-hmm. And for the next 33 years, that's right. fulfilled his calling unquestionably. Isn't that crazy awesome? Which is, I would be a whole separate. I just think that's so yeah. amazing. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Side note. That's okay. That's Another okay. thing that I've learned recently because of my BSF study. Mm. Yeah. Hashtag BSF for life. Hashtag. Yeah, really. Um, okay, so I wanted to um, spend the next few minutes just, I have some different um, notes about who she was, like her B. Yeah. So this is all the stuff about Elizabeth's B. She loved the Lord and served him despite not getting her heart's desire. Mm. So in that culture, we know if you did not give your husband a son, it was looked on as a disgrace. Mm-hmm. Um, it said in one of the verses that she spent five months in solitude because she had been disgraced. Or had at least felt disgraced. Wow. But it's, she was also, it said she was righteous before God, walked blameless in all the commandments and statutes. Mm. So she continued to do the right thing and honor the Lord and love the Lord despite not getting oh. what she truly wanted. Wow. Um, and hmm. it, I, I just think it's beautiful that that is something that the author points out, that she was blameless and that she was righteous and followed all those commandments. Um, so she loved and served him despite all that. Um, God did not bless them with a baby because of the righteous things they did, but because they were righteous. Like her heart was to serve the Lord. Her heart was to honor the Lord. Her heart was to honor her heritage despite not getting what she truly wanted. Um, And so I just think that that is a beautiful first thing to start off with is you're not going to always get what you want, you know, and, and your heart's desire may always end up being a no, but that should not stop you from doing being right before the Lord, That's right. being in right Amen. relationship with him, mm-hmm. despite that. The second is that she protects the miracle God gives her. Okay, so she avoided public contact for five months That's after crazy. she got pregnant. And in the Greek, the word, like it says that she hid. The um, Greek word hid means to conceal entirely, to hide, or to seclude. And one commentary says that she hid until the event was put beyond doubt and became apparent. And I think part of the reason... Um, for that, that she protected it is because, you know, those first few months of pregnancy, you don't really show necessarily mm-hmm. unless you're B and then, <laughs> or just looks like you're pregnant, even if you had a big lunch, <laughs> um, but you don't show those first few months of pregnancy. And I think that she didn't want to, um, I think she didn't want others to put doubt in her mind about what really had happened. I think if she went out and had told people, I'm pregnant, the Lord has done this miracle, everyone would have questioned it. Everyone would have ridiculed it. It would have caused her to doubt. And I think she wanted to protect the miracle that was in her. Mm. And she didn't want to lose the special gift that God had given. I I think she wanted to keep doubt away. And I think that was a healthy boundary that she put into place for that. Hmm. I think she held it close and savored it, not to doubt. But I think she was also jealous of the gift itself and didn't want to share it with everyone. Um, And I think that that was a boundary as well. Like, she wanted to get the fullness of it, just her and her husband in the home, like, just savoring, like, all these years. They had to have been married about 50 years. 
let's just savor this together, the two of us. Mm. Like, let's make it a special thing with just mm-hmm. the two of us. Um, and I think that that was enough for her. Um, I think she protected herself because also, you know, what's the first thing that happens um, when you get pregnant and you tell people? You get unsolicited advice. All the time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> comparison of stories. Well, you unsolicited just wait. opinions. My first yep. was you get nauseous. Oh, uh, that's, <laughs> that's all I remember from I'm pregnancy. I'm sure she was probably a little, she was probably nauseous. She had to, to be throwing She was going to have a baby. Can you imagine yeah. how horrible that would be? I know, man. Like her poor body. But yeah, totally the unsolicited advice. People have a lot of opinions when you get pregnant. A lot of opinions. Um, verbalizations about, I mean, and you see this later, the name that you choose, people have opinions mm-hmm. on. I mean, they had an opinion about it when she said the name would be John. Oh yeah, because that's not said. a uh, family name. Not a family them. name. Um, the way you decorate the nursery, the way you decide to sleep train, the way you decide to <laughs> dispose of, like Rest bottle. opinions come flooding <coughs> in. Mm-hmm. And I think that she was protecting herself from that and also put more value on what God was doing than what people had Mm. to say about it. Yeah. And so um, she was just, I think none of that mattered to her. Mm. And she wanted to just protect the miracle that God gave her. And I think that's something that we don't do enough is when God does finally answer a long, long prayer. I think the first thing that we're tempted to do is rush out and and broadcast it to everybody. And, you know, Mary, it said of Mary that she pondered things in her heart. Mm -hmm. And, but Elizabeth obviously pondered in her heart too. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, I don't know, there's just something to be said for slowing down, Mm -hmm. savoring, Mm -hmm. protecting, creating very careful boundaries for the things that God gave you so that it stays sacred. Yep. And I think those five months were sacred months. Well, and then what I love too is that he does end up bringing her Mary, right? But he brought Mary to her, not that she went and sought him, sought her, right? She didn't seek for community to, to be happy for her in this or to even carry some of the burden of how weird it kind of was, you know? Right. Um, and then she, he brings somebody to her that's got an even weirder situation, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's really... <laughs> yeah. Which we'll, talk, we'll like, touch on that. You think your problems are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to what I've got going Listen on. Listen to me, young whippersnapper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so just to touch back really quick. So she um, loved the Lord and served him regardless of whether or not she got what she wanted. She protected the miracle that God gave her and what God says is more valuable to her than what people say. Mm. Um, The next thing is that she was open to the supernatural power of God. And I think this is a poignant thing that we need to kind of remember she was open to the miracle happening based on what her husband told her he experienced and I think it's important to note she did not discredit his experience like yes he was a priest and yes he had this high position but also you know so often I think sometimes it's easy for us to discredit what our husbands are telling us or what our husbands are going through or think that we know better or but but she obviously implicitly trusted through his pantomiming wow you know he couldn't speak so he had to like kind of explain to her here's what happened and she was I guess just like okay let it be to me according to your word you know um how many of us would do that right and and maybe at 60 you're so desperate for a child that you're open to however (laughs) maybe it may be but I just think that's important to note that it was her husband's experience and her husband's word for it and Mm. she's she was open to it that's Mm -hmm. wild um She's also open to the supernatural power of God because it says that when she sees Mary for the first time, like we just talked about, she was filled with the Holy Spirit. Like, yes, the baby 
responded to it as well, but it says she was filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And then it says that she recognized that it was joy in Mary that made her baby leap. Mm. He leapt for joy. Mm. And so like the baby recognized Jesus, but she was open to the Holy Spirit to allow that to happen. The uh, Matthew Henry commentary says that Mary knew Elizabeth was with child, but it does not appear that Elizabeth had been told anything of her relative Mary's being designed for the mother of the Messiah. Therefore, what knowledge she has appears to have come by revelation, which would have been a great encouragement to Mary. So she was open to that supernatural power, which also probably can, was an encouragement and a confirmation to Mary yeah. of like, cause it says when Mary got pregnant, she like with haste ran to Elizabeth, but which was a miles and miles journey. So probably right. a few days at least. So can you imagine her like heading to Elizabeth's house? Like, did that just happen? What yeah. just happened? Right. And then knocking on the door, the door opening and Elizabeth like, blessed are you who has believed that the Lord <laughs> said, like, what an yeah. encouragement to her. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, we don't usually do that. No. <laughs> you know? No. What, well, an, what an affirmation. Have you ever had, like, I mean, this is maybe something we can get into in our deep dive, but if you had an experience like that where the Lord told you something and without talking to someone, like, without telling anyone else, the Lord confirmed that mm-hmm. through another person? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. That's my question for the deep yeah. dive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, write it down. You know, if you've had that experience, like, you know how powerful that is and how the Lord uses that to um, move you forward in some things or keep you still in some things. Right. Well, and I love that it was all the moving of the Holy Spirit and especially at this day and age because the Holy Spirit had not been given as the gift yet. Correct. Mm -hmm. So when you think about that and you think that the Holy Spirit was upon her, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty crazy, amazing God appointed stuff. Because that hadn't existed. That had not existed and really didn't exist much after that, we right. know that we know that when John the Baptist was in the desert and he was told how things would happen, he would know when the Holy Spirit was upon him because of the dove and da 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 da. But very interesting that up to this point, there's really not been yeah any of that, and we don't really hear a whole lot about it again until we are coming close to the time of what the cross. What a fascinating time! Like that short time where Jesus was on the earth for uh, to be alive and to be experiencing God in a brand new way yeah isn't that oh, fascinating yeah. Yeah. like that, that had never happened yeah. before especially elizabeth too because she's got this long heritage of jewish yeah. belief in history and um i mean we all know that like, there's still many in the in so much of the jewish faith doesn't believe Don't the messiah believe has the messiah. come yet yeah. but in mm-hmm. an instant she knew it and she did not shut down the holy spirit yeah. and i think yeah. a lot of times we the Holy Spirit will come on us and we begin to experience him, but we get freaked out or we don't trust it and we Mm -hmm. shut it down. She did not shut it down. She did not shut it down. She didn't even know what it was, but she didn't shut it down. She She heeded the beckoning of the Holy Spirit. And Mm -hmm. that's because like you were saying, she was righteous, which we learned way back was that she was in right relationship with God. So at that moment, she didn't have to be afraid or be freaked out and shut down because she already had that open connection and right relationship with the Lord Mm -hmm. Yeah, to be, you know, open to that I just think that's amazing that mm-hmm. is really really amazing because we always we do we always talk about how the baby responded mm-hmm. to Mary's baby but mm-hmm. forget the part that Elizabeth herself was filled with the Holy Spirit yes mm-hmm. so that is very cool um the next thing is that she embraced and encouraged Mary um and we talked about Sophie Hudson in her book Giddy Up Eunice yes. a little bit and so there's a few things that she had pointed out that I want to um discuss that I think it's awesome is awesome um Sophie talks about how Elizabeth could have been very jealous Mm -hmm. of Mary. Like, 
what you're going to show up and take away from right. like the attention that I'm getting with a miracle baby. And like, I'm in my sixties, but now you're just this young thing. And Oh, you have the Messiah. I don't yeah. have the Messiah. Yeah. You have the Messiah. <laughs> right. You know, like there could have been a whole this lot is of my pregnancy time. Yeah. Yes. Let right. the spotlight be on me. Well, we do that when we're pregnant, right? People like do, yeah. we, yeah, you see that happening where two people are pregnant at the same time. The and one's getting more attention than mm-hmm. the other or has a bigger shower or, you know, like, I right. mean, you see I that know. happen. Oh, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but, but she didn't, Elizabeth did not let that happen. Um, Sophie writes, the spirit of God in one woman recognized the spirit of God in another. And it was mm. a message from on high to Mary when Elizabeth recognized her as the Messiah's mother. Mm. So it was just this like building up of each other, continual building up, building up. And each of them continued mm. to get elevated in their relationship with each other. Um, they didn't get hung up on their differences despite being about 50 years apart. Their spiritual eyes were wide open. Um, Elizabeth's contentment and confidence in her own calling left her free to bless the fire out of her cousin. Wow. And I love that verbiage that so used. Like, she just was so enough in who she was because, as we talked about, the previous five months had not compared herself to other people, Mm -hmm. had not let other people spoil her miracle and her gift. And so she was so content in that that when Mary showed up, she just could bless her socks off. Yeah. Yeah just encourage yep. and bless and welcome her in. And I just think that is so beautiful. It's like she put herself in a position to be an encourager. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that we can, it's kind of like what we've talked about. Like you can't encourage others unless you're encouraged yourself. She put herself in a position to, uh, to be able to encourage other yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And because she'd spent those five months alone, she, um, it was like she had taken time to be still. So mm-hmm. she knew who God mm-hmm. was. She was confident enough in that. And so nothing could, steal that from her Mm -hmm. yeah she was able to just celebrate it I love this story and you know how much this story meant to me when when Sophie first introduced even the idea of this relationship several years ago like it was just you know like this is how we should be Mm -hmm. as women we should all we should be in existence about elevating the others around us and not trying to elevate ourselves right like and that one is not better than the other each of them are a purpose in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fight for a piece of the pie because there's room at the table for everybody. That's right. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that Sophie points out, Elizabeth had encouraged and blessed Mary in such a way that it shifted Mary's perspective to one of deep reverence for her very good God. Because here's what Elizabeth says. You were blessed, Mary, among all women, and the child you bear is blessed. And blessed am I as well that the mother of my Lord has come to me. As soon as I heard your voice, my baby leaped for joy within me. How fortunate you are, for you have believed what the Lord had told you would be fulfilled. And in response to that, Mary then has her song. Like, Mm. she has a verbal response to that. Like, Mm. Elizabeth was just able to acknowledge that what Mary had experienced did indeed happen and then enabled Mary to have a proper reverent response to that. Mm. Um, And I think, too, that it was... um, Elizabeth could say, blessed are you who has believed what the Lord has said will be accomplished. She could speak that from conviction because she had believed what the Lord had spoken would be Mm -hmm. accomplished. Mm -hmm. So she had experienced the same thing and was able to bless out of that. Um, And then the last thing is she was hospitable. I mean, she let her home be open for three months to Mary. And here's what cracks me up about that. So Elizabeth is now in her last trimester, right? Probably as big as the house is just Miserable. miserable, swollen, like hot. You know, yep. Thanks, Steve. And, 
Mary is in her <laughs> and Mary is in her first trimester where you feel awful and miserable and nauseous. And I just start had this visual of like what the, what the two together. of them must have been like. Yeah. One as big as a house, <laughs> others as sick as a dog. Exactly like just right. hanging out for three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. don't want to get the yeah. stew. You get the yeah. stew. <laughs> That's so <laughs> That's true. Could you imagine being a man in that house? Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness he couldn't speak. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so those were the things. Those were the things about That's Elizabeth. Gorgeous. I love Elizabeth. I do too. Mm-hmm. She's really good for me because as a person who's constantly thinking that I should be more, do more, you know, or why wasn't I chosen to do this or do that for God or you know about this opportunity, that opportunity, like. Man, we are all called to where we are, and mm-hmm. we just need to embrace it, and we need to love everyone around us as they come into our, our journey and come into our our space, and we need to elevate them and encourage them and be hospitable to them and not be ugly and compare and envy and just all those things. It's just so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's yeah. an important example too, that we're never like past our prime yeah. for the Lord to use us, you know, yes. and when he decides that it's time, it doesn't matter if you're 60 or 40 mm-hmm. or 20, when it's time for you to walk in that like fulfillment of calling that he has for you, like that's the perfect time that's for right. it. And so like she allowed God to use her despite her age. Yep. And she allowed God to use her as a vessel for whatever she didn't most likely did not a was never able to see the fulfillment of what her son was going to do that's right i was here thinking about that that. like how old was she like we don't know anything about her passing or Mm -mm. you know really anything else about her life like i wonder how old john was when she passed away or i wonder if she was still alive when john baptized jesus if she was able to I mean, she would have been in her well into her nineties, so I don't know Probably that. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people didn't live as long back then. Right. So it's just like this was the biggest blessing of her life. Right. Was the birth, the pregnancy and birth of John, and, and just knowing he was called to be the forerunner for for Christ. So that had to be enough. And it just there's so many different facets to mm-hmm. the story. Yeah. Um, so a couple practical applications that I have for us, and these are, are ones for, um, or not the personal introspective ones, because we'll get to that in the video that we do in a couple weeks. But um, the first one is, is there an Elizabeth in your life? Is mm. there someone who is righteous that has a heart for God's will, even if it means not getting her heart's desire? Um, if you can think of someone, like send her some sort of an encouragement from Luke 1. That's Maybe good. a verse or a thought about Elizabeth's story. Like, um, tell her how you see that her gifts are shared with others or how her faith is inspiring or how her unending encouragement is a blessing to you. Um, so identify who that person might be and just encourage her Mm -hmm. the way that Elizabeth would have encouraged Mary, be that encouragement for her. That's good. Um, and the second is if you are an Elizabeth, find yourself a Mary, or if you're a Mary, find yourself an Elizabeth Mm -hmm. because, The Lord is so gracious to always do things two by two. Like the animals came two by two to the ark, and Mary had Elizabeth, and Lois had Eunice, and the different examples that Sophie gives in her book. There is someone who can walk with you in your journey, even if it looks like there's somebody that would be unlikely. Sure. There is somebody. So so find yourself a Mary or find yourself an Elizabeth based on on what you're going through. Yeah, uh, Yeah. Yeah. And you might be different. You might be an Elizabeth at one time, but a exactly. Mary at a different time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the Lord is so, so faithful to provide those people for us. 
Oh, for sure. If we're willing to ask and look, we keep our eyes open. Right. Like if you're a Mary, like go find Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And if you're Elizabeth and someone comes knocking on your door, it might be your Mary. So don't turn her away. Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. That's good. And position yourself to be that person to mm-hmm. like, like Elizabeth did position yourself to be an encourager or, um, if you're Mary position yourself to be, uh, able to be encouraged by yeah. someone like Elizabeth it, it comes with some preparation yep that's awesome Monica so that's that's Elizabeth that's, that's Elizabeth in a nutshell stuff. I love Elizabeth I, I do I know I've already said that once but Sarah would you be willing to pray us out I will I'm just trying to do a little research see if we can figure out there's a couple verses in her about or articles in here possibly about when she died so if we oh. find out that information we will we should post that on the we'll post we'll, it yeah we'll add yeah. it to the blog we'll put yeah. it in there if we very interesting I didn't, I didn't look up that no I why get would too you far well digressed, yeah but i would be yeah, interested but to it'd know be that interesting well that's what happens when you choose a person that there's a lot of information about <laughs> unlike unlike next yeah, because week when we, we talk about in tamar it's like tamar who <laughs> so who is tamar <laughs> tune in next week we're gonna write the the <laughs> Google doc, the Google documents for <laughs> Tamar. It's gonna be great. All right, <laughs> dear Father God, thank you so much for this day, Lord. Just thank you for bringing us amazing women in the Bible that we can just look at and learn from and glean from, and um, just know that you really do work all things together for good to those who love the Lord and that your timing is perfect and that you put us right where you want us, Lord, because we truly are enough um, when you are in us and living through us, Lord. And that's really what it's all about. It's not about us doing, it's about you being in us, doing through us. Lord, I pray that you'll just be with our listeners today and meet them where they are and comfort them and let them know that you love them and that you want to wrap them up in your holiness, Lord. I pray that um, you will just be with any person who may be hurting or any request that may be out there, Lord. Guide and direct us and bring us all back together for the next podcast safely, Lord. And in your name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.